20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Dust Vacation Friends 2, rated R, streaming only on Hulu, Friday. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! All right, Brad, are you ready for some baseball? <clears throat> I'm ready, man. We've, we've been in... We've been in baseball mode for a while now, but this game tonight just kind of feels like hype, even though it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter for either team, <laughs> but it still feels like hype, man. It's been talked about all day. <laughs> and so the game that Brad's talking about, but actually by the time a lot of people listen to this, it'll be, yeah. it'll be done, which is yeah. uh, the giants are playing the team USA for the world baseball classic and an exhibition tune up game for, for team USA. Uh, the, this was one of the games where I was like, could I get to Arizona during this week? It didn't work out. I couldn't go. And then this weekend when the play, when the game started, I was like, can I get to Arizona? And it didn't work out. So unfortunately, I'm going to miss everything WBC. It's so, it's so crazy that it's happening somewhere where, uh, you know, I, I have pretty good access to get to, but didn't yeah. work out. I will be at a spring training game uh, in uh, next weekend. So I will, I will have some, I'll have some thoughts on some real live baseball for the first time in a little while. Uh, are you excited for the WBC? We've been talking about it. We've been hyping it up. We've been saying we're going to cover it. And then finally it was here and it wasn't here in the most spectacular way. It was like, yeah, if you're awake on the East coast at 11 <laughs> PM at night, you can watch some, some Netherlands, Cuba. Yeah. Uh, but for us, it was on, you know, at a normal time. I was working a yeah, little late last night. I threw it on got to see a couple of a uh, couple of runs scored in the background and i think me and grant brisby were the only two people alive or awake at that time who tweeted about chadwick trump's bloop single to score a run <laughs> yeah what time was that because i woke up and i saw it i saw your your tag <laughs> yeah was it like, was like what time? Uh, gosh it must <laughs> it must have been like let me think about this it's probably like 9 30 10 around that time uh yeah I was <laughs> <laughs> I've, we're trying this new thing we're trying to stay healthy for our trip coming up to disneyland here there you in, go in a, in a week and and you know just in general as we get older we're trying to stay healthier so uh we get up at 5 30 during um the school year because we both have to go to work we've got to get the kids up and everything so we're trying to go lights out at 9 30 we can read kindle read whatever yeah, else there you go. But put the phones down 9 30 for for us for the adults the kids they're gonna do what they're gonna do um but they just have to be quiet that's the only rule um but 9 30 lights out read the kindle and i get about three pages in and my <laughs> eyes are i'm already <laughs> fighting it and so and it's working good so the last two nights i've gotten close to eight hours of sleep so no that's great yeah and plus you put because trying. you also have to wake up pretty early though 
Yeah, and that's the problem. Now, during the summer, when the kids don't have to get up, we don't have to get, you know, breakfast, get them out the door, get them ready, all that stuff. If I'm working from home, I can get up at 7 yeah. because I don't start work till 7.30, so that's no problem. So I can I can stay up later, and that's not going to be an issue. But during the school year, man, it's a, and especially with the, all the snow we've had, driving conditions i've been leaving as early as possible to get through all of this stuff and uh yesterday spin outs everywhere on the mm. freeway so we were all going 30 miles an hour just cruising along listening to my jazz uh like an old head so <laughs> i was having a good time so the world baseball classic there there are two results on the board right now I actually had this up and then and then i some, somehow it, I lost it. But uh, like I said, the Netherlands late last night uh, beat Cuba. Uh, it was four to two. So uh, they are in which pool are they in? They are in pool A. And then also in pool A, Panama beat Chinese Taipei. That was uh, this morning. They beat them 12 to five. And there are two more games tonight. So uh, FS1 and FS2, again, by the time people listen to this, the, the more than likely those games will be done. Uh, Australia and Korea and Panama and the Netherlands. So the two teams who won yesterday. Now, Korea is one of those teams who, you know, I was reading The Athletic and they, they had their picks of all the writers, you know, who's the favorite to win it. Almost everyone picked Dominican Republic. Well, I think one, one guy picked Japan. And, but then they also had, you know, they knew the Dominican is stacked. Who's your sleeper team? There was a there was a Korea and there was a Netherlands. So those are two teams to keep your eye out uh, on in in that pool. And yeah, the U.S. does not start till this weekend. So by next week's show, we should have a good idea on how Team USA itself is playing. But I thought it was really cool. Ken Rosenthal had a piece this morning, just little nuggets about the team. And head coach uh, uh, DeRosa, um, he he was talking about how it was kind of weird. He hadn't put a a uniform on for 10 years. (laughs) And so he's putting the uniform on, and he's like, wait, I don't need wrist tape. Wait, where are my batting gloves? (laughs) And he just said it was like, it kind of reminded him of like, you know, one of those milestone moments in, in your in your career, he said it felt like that. So I thought that was cool. Uh, I guess uh, Goldschmidt, the last year's National League MVP, he gave a little bit of a speech for the team, uh, and and yeah, that you know there there's some interest there. Now they are not favored. It is again DR. I think uh, Japan yeah, yeah. probably maybe even a little bit ahead of them, uh, at least amongst the prognosticators, but. I think they're going to be competitive, man. You got Trey Turner and Mike Trout on the same team. You know, we had talked about this. Their their, their starting rotation is kind of uh, it, it's actually really bad if you think about it. But yeah. yeah, the way that the WBC works, these are all bullpen games anyway. So right, uh, they just need to get out. You know, they don't have Marcus Stroman to carry them like like he did six years ago. <laughs> the last exactly. Time these, so. Uh, so, but uh, what what excites you about this? Is, is there anything specifically that you're looking for? Because I think the problem with this is, you know, we don't have like Team USA pride. Well, we have a little bit of it, but it's like, yeah. if if the Dominican Republic or Team Japan wins, 
it's like, oh, cool. Like these teams are good. These teams are exciting. There's no, this isn't like Rams 49ers or anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, what I'm most excited for is uh, that it's early March. Uh, and I've said this before, I, I get very excited for the fact that it's early March and it's exciting, emotional baseball. There's going to be, there's just going to be a lot of emotion on the field. We saw in the first game last night, Cuba, Netherlands, um, tons of emotion. I mean, guys, you know, even after a walk, you know, bat, bat flip, get over to first base. Um, one thing I'm not excited about though, I, <laughs> people are going to hate me for this. Uh, I kind of missed the pitch clock last night. <laughs> I, I I know it's funny to say, but I kind of missed that pitch clock a little bit last night because the in between pitches, you know, a guy on the mound, they step off, and then the other guy steps out of the box, and we gotta wait around a little bit, and then uh, the guy steps in the box, and then I'm step on the mound. You guys get the signs again. That nah, I would step off, and I was like. Can we move this thing along a little bit? Let's see some baseball. Let's see some action on the field. And that's what the pitch clock has done. But I think what I'm, you know, what you were saying too is, is so in FIFA, you got the World Cup, you got your, your country. I mean, if you are, you know, if you're a Barcelona fan and you live in, in, in Spain and you love Leo Messi, who used to play for Barca, but, but you're Argentinian, you even have more of a rooting interest because Messi plays for Argentina. And you're super excited when the World Cup comes along. Doesn't matter where you are; it's where you're from. When it comes to that, now when it comes to the the World Baseball Classic, us here in the United States, if you're a Padres fan, you're rooting for Xander Bogarts in the Netherlands. Right. Uh, you're rooting. You know, you you've got your rooting interests kind of all over the place. Um, and if and if your favorite team has six players from a country. Well, guess what? That's probably your team because you want your players to succeed. You want to see your players win, get a taste of that win. So when they come back to spring training and go back, you know, out and and the regular season starts, you want them to have a taste of that W. Um, Us, on the other hand, we got two active giants, you know, major league giants on two different teams. Um, I'm not team Israel. I'm not, uh, uh, Camila Duvall is pitching where now? I, I honestly, I think he's on the DR, isn't he? On the DR, yeah. So, so with the DR, um, that's one thing I'm, I'm bad at. I'm bad at as a Giants fan. I'm bad at knowing where guys are from. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what college Jock Peterson played for. I, <laughs> I, I only kind of remember that. Brandon Crawford is a Bruin, right? Yes, yes. He's okay, and it's because he played with Garrett Cole. Uh, but other than that, I'm terrible with that stuff. And especially even in football, I'm absolutely horrible. My brother-in-law can tell me, can go down the entire Rams roster blindfolded and tell me where every guy played college and maybe even high school. And I'm like, I, I yeah, can't remember <laughs> to put my left sock on after my right one. But um, but yeah, anyway, so so when it comes down to it, we're Team USA. And I think that's just because, you know, we, we like our lineup. We like Mookie Betts. We like Trout. We, we like the only down. time we'll ever root for Mookie Betts in his entire for the entire rest of his career. Unless yeah, he gets I, exactly. I loved him in Boston. Now I hate him, <laughs> but I want him to win this, you know, the next 11 days. Uh, but that's pretty much it. So Trey Turner still uh, has a little bit of Dodger stench on him, but uh, he, we can, oh we can yeah, for him now. Well, well, yeah, but he's a Philly. 
Yeah. So you go from the Dodgers to the Phillies. It, there's not a whole lot of like, there's not a whole lot of redemption there. Yeah. Yeah. The brotherly love. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, this is a, this will be a fun tournament. And I think the other thing that, and, and you mentioned some of it, but you just kind of root for non-injuries, you know? Yes. You're like, oh, 100%. You, Duvall's 104 mile an hour exploding sinker. He shook yeah. his he shook his hand on that one. We need we need to get him out of there. Uh, so it's that kind of thing too, uh, where it makes it a little bit different. I, I don't I don't know if you could do it in a different way where it is like the World Cup because that is sort of the end all be all and it, it for, the end all be all for the for these guys is is the World Series. So a little bit different, but I'm I'm still pretty pumped up and uh, I, I'm I'm glad that we're going to be focusing on it uh, pretty pretty closely for these next couple weeks. So. All right, let's actually talk a little bit about our team, the San Francisco Giants, as they are in spring training. And I had a question for you, and we'll use this as our, I guess, technically our second topic here, which is the Giants have a lot of new players, but they also return a lot of players who in 2021 – played some pretty good baseball and then in 2022 really didn't play a, a, as good of baseball. Now I'm not talking about someone like Tiago Estrada, who I thought was, you know, a, a pretty consistent guy uh, of what we thought he could be. Uh, obviously Logan Webb was, you know, all-star type of, of, of year for him. But what about a player who last year may have been a little bit of a disappointment and and is in need of a comeback year. If I phrased the question like that, who would you put your money on to have a really, really good year? So I, I struggled with this one. I thought I had it in the bag. I was like, Oh, I'm going, my number one pick is Desclafani. All right. So I go and look at his numbers. He had a really good year. Two years ago. So right. I was like, well, he, he kind of already broke out. So I, I can't go with him. The comeback player, absolutely, because of the sure. injury last year and the surgery. I mean, I think it's but a good I, one because we, you know, there's going to be some expectations on him because he missed all of last year after signing that three year deal. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I could see, I could, but I can see why you pulled back on it too. Yeah. So, so, and then, then I looked and then my next pick who I ended up not going with also was JD Davis. And I thought, well, he's going to, you know, maybe, maybe this is the year. Well, no, he had a year where he played 140 games and hit like 20 plus home runs and hit close to 300. So I thought, well, he kind of broke out there too. And again, uh, you know, came to us, split the season with the Mets, not so good with the Mets, pretty good with us. Going to hopefully have a nice jump and a good year. So I settled on Austin Slater. 30-year-old Very Austin interesting Slater. Pick. Yeah, and and the reason I picked Austin Slater is because from 2017 to 2022, he's never played in more than 129 games. This could be that season. He busts over that mark if he stays healthy, and it's because the Giants – he is the only Giants true center fielder on the roster. So he's going to get a lot of play in center field. Started to uh, to hit righties last year. He can hit lefties. We know that. Um, he's got a, a in 2020. He had an OPS plus of 151, but that was only 31 games. So I'm not counting that as a breakout season because you can't have a breakout season in 31 games. I don't care if it is a short season. I don't care if it's an 80 game season, 60 game season, whatever it is. Still not truly a breakout season. Um, 
I think if he's healthy, he could probably be he could he could probably be a 2020 guy. I'm gonna stretch it a little bit and say if he finds a power stroke, he could be a 25-25 guy. Wow. I don't I don't think he could ever reach that 30-30 mark, but I think he could steal 30 or 40 bags this year with the new rules. Um, so that's gonna be exciting in itself. He's probably I, I think he can hit 275. So a 275 season, 20 plus home runs. 20, maybe even 30 plus stolen bases. Great, you know, not great, but above average defense in center field. Arm is a little suspect. But I think that for me, that's my breakout player. That's the guy I'm hitching my wagon to this year. Um, last year, it was Tyro Estrada. I was all on board and still on board with the guy. But I'm adding another one to the stable this year, and that's Austin Slater. And I think, I think he's really just going to have a breakout this year. He uh, hits lefties really well. But he also gets on base a decent amount against righties, from what I remember. Yeah. So I do you mean you know maybe that does mean he is not replaced or only comes in against lefties. Maybe he does have the opportunity. And like you said, he's their only real center fielder. Yaz can play there a little bit. Conforto sure. can play there a little bit. But if he hits, he may get all the the number one reps out there. So that's that's something to think about. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, mine, this is a sad one for me because the person who I'm picking is replacing Brandon Belt at first base. So when we first fell in love with late night Lamont, he he kind of just came on power, uh, clutch hitting that 2021 season. Uh, he he was a, a giant surprise for the Giants. And it was like, oh, man, this Farhan is a genius. Where did he find this guy? And so then he gets hurt at the end of that season. He doesn't really know what the deal is with the injury. He's like, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling it, but it's not like I can just stop playing right now. We're in the playoffs against Dodgers. And he just, he just gets hurt, and, and he's playing hurt. So fast forward to the offseason. And the Giants, they do not have any communication with their players because of the lockout. Lamont, Lamont Wade Jr., he's like, you know what? Now, this is the part where I'm not really 100% clear about because if it was me, I would have – I know that I would have gone to a doctor and asked for some opinions, and I'm sure he uh, yeah. did that, but it wasn't clear what the opinion was, so he just decided to rest it. So he comes back last year. And he thinks that, you know, maybe the rest and the rehab is going to be fine with the knee. And it wasn't like he just blew it out. So he's finally back. He's finally healthy. And really, I'm kind of cheating because he only has to improve on 207 with eight jacks and 26 ribs. Like, it's not yeah. that hard for him to do better than that. But if he does become a little bit more like 2021, that is a shot in the arm for this team. And remember, you know, we, we were talking about this over the offseason. We're like, ah, you know, it's fine. Conforto, Hanniger, Manea, all these guys on these one-year deals or, you know, two years with the one-year opt-out. Who are the Giants going to, you know, who's, who's going to be the jersey that, that your kid's going to want to buy? What if it's late night? What if Lamont becomes that guy? That would be a nice story for this team, I think. And... He's going to be playing some uh, – uh, he's he's penciled in as the first baseman, so he's going to have all the opportunity in the world. So I, I really I, I, I really want to focus on him, and you know, I might even 
you know, look online and see if I can find some uh, autograph cards or something on the cheek and, and, and try and, and, and get them, on the them up a little bit. Gonna, gonna blow up. Uh, well, and that's the thing. It, that's a tough pick though, because in, in don't forget in 21, he got an MVP vote. He did from Baggerly. So, so in order to, for him to exactly in order for him to have a breakout year, doesn't he need two MVP votes? Yeah. I mean, he's really <laughs> like the, the way that I see it for him is he is also has the opportunity to really become a fan favorite with the fan base because there is now a void of fan favorite type of players. Brandon Bell is gone. So you have Crawford, and you have these new guys who are going to take some time to settle in. Logan Webb is still a young person himself, and I think he he wants to become that face of the Giants rotation kind of guy. But there is a nice opportunity for Lamont Wade to pop in and just be like, hey, guys, like this is who I am, and, and I'm a really good baseball player, and I want to be a, a face of, of the franchise here. There is that opportunity for him. And you know the other guy that I think is kind of interesting to to maybe not maybe not become that because you don't really see it out of relievers, but just become. L- let's continue to advance this twins storyline. I want to see a lot of Tyler and Taylor, and yes. you know maybe they're the new Belt and Crawford, right? Maybe they're the new goofballs, or at least the you know the twin stuff can always be fun. So I want to see a little bit of the Tyler Taylor stuff. And I really think that that Taylor is going to be some benefit. He's going to be for us what you know, you know, Mac Cheese was for a, a little while, but he he what yeah. he couldn't you know he couldn't do it last year uh, especially. The, the righty lefty combination coming out of the pen, I think, is going to be very vital to this team's success too. If you can sneak some some games because of having you know lights out eighth and ninth innings man i'm all for that so and then maybe 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 tyler throws a seventh and you got seventh eighth and ninth locked up he can also have a bounce back here right because 2021 he was amazing 2022 he was a little bit more normal and then he could he could bounce back in 2023 so he was normal but uh, you know a lot of his outlier numbers a lot of his metrics and everything were kind of in line with 21 i think it was just some some the outcomes weren't as weren't as the outcome the defense was rough everything was just you know rough in general for everybody across the board so rough and including darren ruff trying to chase Mm. balls down the line Poor guy. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, what we're drinking really quickly, and then we'll move on sure. to a couple of other topics. I bought um, – now, you mentioned how you're, you, you and your wife are trying to stay healthy for your trip. Uh, my wife has been following some of the intermediate fa- uh, fasting that I've been doing. Mm, nice. And so she's been following that, and she's been uh, being a little bit more consistent with her Apple workouts. And she's lost like five pounds in a matter of like the last three months. And I was like, okay, like – I really need to to start working on this because my knees are so bad. But there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a thing where chicken and egg thing where I can't work out as hard as I want to because of my knees. But it'd also be better for my knees if I took off a little bit of weight. So I'm in this like weird thing where it's really hard. But uh, one of the things is before we started dating, she used to actually right in the early days of we started dating, she used to make fun of me because. We'd go to the movies and I'd have just like this giant, giant Coke Zero. And she's like, how can you drink that much? And I was like, well, I've only allowed myself to have a Coke Zero when I'm at the movies. Anytime else, otherwise, I don't I don't drink any soda. And so then, you know, you get in the relationship and now you have, you know, two incomes and life is a little bit easier. And all of a sudden, what used to be a treat is just kind of like now just what happens and so i realized i was like man yeah i do drink a little bit uh more soda than i did before so we were i'm trying to cut back on the coke zero but for this occasion because this is not the movies this is the podcast because we have our drink (laughs) i i purchased coke zero move they have some limited edition like interesting flavors this there's like a little strawberry-ish taste to this yeah. so all i i just got the coke zero this move coke zero i put it with some johnny walker black and there it's kind of like a coke zero highball that I'm i like that today. when when we were in disneyland too i had the choice of coke uh diet coke you know diet coke coke zero and uh and we were at actually at knott's berry farm with one of the the meals and i got a coke zero and i forgot how much i enjoy those yeah. But I'm more of a Pepsi guy. I like yeah. the Pepsi. What is it? Pepsi One? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pepsi Max. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm so much into Zevia now uh, that I don't drink much else. But yeah, when you're there at the park, I was like, ooh, Coke Zero. I haven't had that in a while. And uh, not a problem. Drank that whole thing. <laughs> there you go. All right. What are you drinking? Yeah. So I've got, I, I kind of went with the old standard. I haven't had this in a while. Um, and I was kind of in the mood for something other than bourbon. So I went with Uncle Nearest, the 1884 small batch. There you go. Um, 93 proof. And uh, just a slug of that is pretty much all I need. Because when we were, when we were in Disneyland just this last weekend in, in Knott's Berry Farm, they had some good beers on tap. So I was hitting up those good beers and, uh, you know, two beers a, a day. Because you you get later in the afternoon at the park, and especially because we ha- only had one kid with us, 
and uh, it was dance competition. So she was off with the rest of the dance team and they're going on rides. And so it was just Denise and I in Disneyland by ourselves all day long for the first time since 2005. There you go. So so that's, so we went a little nuts. We were like, Oh, let's have this. And so in, in Disneyland, I had, two beers and a Manhattan because they, they have a nice restaurant, there, <laughs> nice Italian restaurant in Disney California adventure. And I had this really nice chicken parm with spaghetti. And I was like, I'm going to have a Manhattan with that. And it was a Buffalo trace Manhattan. And boy, did I taste that Buffalo trace. They did not skimp at all on the bourbon. It was definitely there. That's uh, that sounds great. That, yeah. So crystal uh, decided to book uh, a trip for the uh, what is it? Spring break for the kids. Nice. And she got an Airbnb for a couple of days. So we're going to drive out to LA and uh, we will do the Disneyland. The kids have never been to Disneyland. Oh man. So we're going to do they the Disneyland for it. We're going to do Disneyland and we're going to do California adventure. I, she thinks nice. that the boys will like California adventure a little bit better than Disney. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I just want to see Star Wars, man. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is, if you can get on Rise of the Resistance, they're gonna want to go on that. We rope drop that, so that's when you know the park park opened at eight, but at seven thirty they open the gates mm-hmm. and they let you go in front of the lands, and somebody's holding an actual rope, so it's called rope drop. So at eight o'clock. They start, you know, at 7.59, they start talking over the loudspeakers. Welcome to Disneyland, you know, blah, 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 blah. They have little sound clips. And then you count down from 10. Everybody counts down. Then they drop the rope, and you go to the rides you want to first. Oh, wow. So everybody headed off, and we went to Rise of the Resistance. We waited 30 minutes, and that's it. The rest of the day of that ride is like 90 minutes Oof, two hours. That's tough. So you rope drop that right away. Go do that. They're going to get on that ride, and they're going to freak out because it is the most intense ride. Not like scary intense, not like you know loops. or It's a trackless ride. You're in a car, but you are in a starship. Yeah, and you're trying to escape the star starship, and Kylo Ren is chasing you around the starship. Oh and man, it's, just, it's an absolute blast! So that emo dude is chasing us. He is, man, <laughs> with his emo voice the whole time. <laughs> uh, one, one, one shout out to uh, a restaurant that I was at this weekend called the New uh, New Belgium in San Francisco. Brian and oh, I. Nice. Hung out there to watch some Warriors before, and then uh, our buddy Ben Cruz and, and Brian and I, we, we we met up there before we had an event. And so some friends were in town, and I was like, let's meet up at the New Belgium. It's right across the street from Oracle Park. Everyone can see it and find it. And so we hung out there for a few hours to watch Warriors and Lakers, and we ate and we we drank. And they don't have a, a liquor license, I don't think. So it was just beer and wine. But yeah, get get a couple glasses of, of red uh, of some cab and chill out and watch some some Warriors. So that was fun. So shout out to so is that, New Belgium. So that's New Belgium Brewing Company. Yeah. So they okay tap room and restaurant. I just looked it up. They mm-hmm. you know what they they're the ones who. Um, one of their first beers, their flagship beer, was that Fat Tire, mm-hmm. um, and they did that years ago. And I had that a couple times. It was too malty for me. I wasn't too big on the malts, but they had some other ones that were really tasty stuff. So yeah, good place. All right, let's finish off the last two segments of our show. 
Uh, we're going to save the analysis of the outfield situation. Uh, I know you did some research about that. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention is you 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 put a note down uh, that Alex Pavlovich, because I had tweeted, or I'm sorry, I texted you over the weekend. I was like, when are the Giants going to be on TV? What's going on? How come I'm hearing about all these other teams on TV and there was none for us? So he said, he tweeted out, um, Tonight is the first of six spring broadcasts. Also, 312, 319, 323, 326, 327. And then there will be also be five games that are streamed by NBC Sports and the Giants. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's not on the actual cable channel and you have to use their app to watch it? I was a little bit confused about that. He's at 311, 315, 318, 322, and 325. Yeah, after I put that in there, I was like, huh, that, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that because, like, right now, the game is on MLB Network and it's also going to be on NBC Sports Bay Area. So now I don't know if it's going to black out um, on MLB Network and we'll only be able to watch it on NBC Sports Bay Area. But so that game is on NBC Sports tonight? It is, yeah, and oh, it wow. doesn't show it doesn't show it in the Giants app. It just says KNBR, huh. um, but yeah, it is on the NBC Sports Bay Area app. If you go, because I, uh, it's on the app and it's also on the channel. Um, but I'm just, you know, I'm on the computer right now, and I go to NBC Sports Bay Area, and it does show that you can watch it. So it hasn't gone live yet, unless uh, I think they're. They often have issues on their website. <laughs> not have a lot of issues. So <laughs> trying to get there now and it's not quite getting me there, but at least we um, could have something on MLB network tonight. So, okay. So I, at, when, uh, when we talk about the outfield, I'll mute myself and I'll turn to, to, to my Hulu app and, and I'll try to bring oh, it up. Okay. If it comes up. Cool. Okay. So one of the other things you want to talk about was the idea of Casey Schmidt making the big league team out of the spring. Now, odds are against him because the aforementioned J.D. Davis plays a little third base. Wilmer Flores plays a little third base. And they have another young player who broke the minor league franchise record for home runs in one season in David Villar. And... Farhan said very early on that it's kind of like it's it's Villar's job to lose. Yeah. Case now Casey Schmidt is a much higher prospect in the organization than I think Villar was. Villar kind of snuck up on some people. And he's a dynamo on de- on defense, sort of unsure about his bat, but he's got all the options in, in the world. So it it, it would take a huge change in opinion from the Giants organization to say, okay, this is going to be our guy. Because if you bring up a guy, a prospect like Casey Schmidt, he's got to play because he does no good on the bench. You might as well just send him back down to AAA. So I know this has kind of been one of your things this spring is, and I think it just has to do with the fact that you just want, you're just chomping at the bit to see this guy play baseball. So, yeah. but what are your thoughts on that? Cause it, it, it does sound like, it is sort of he's on the outside looking in here. Yeah. So so I'm gonna break it down just real quick. And and Grant did a really good article about um, you know, how can you see Kyle Harrison 
uh, Casey Schmidt, and I can't remember who else, but, uh, you know, how they have a chance to possibly make the team. I think it was Vaughn Brown. Uh, how they have a chance to make the team this season. Um, you know, and, and so my short answer is no, we're probably not going to see Casey Schmidt out of the gate, but he is creating a stir and creating a conversation in, in spring training because David VR is 0 for 11 with seven strikeouts in spring so far. So he's only had four at bats where he has not struck out all the other bats. He has struck out. He has not gotten a hit yet. Um, so I know they want him on the roster coming out, but he does have options. That's the thing. David VR does have options. JD Davis probably has an option or two, but he's already almost got five years of service and you will not see him get option. He's hitting 273 this spring. He can also play first base. So when you need a right-handed first baseman in your lineup, he can go over there and play first base for Lamont Wade Jr. Um, but the fact that you have Casey Schmidt, who's hitting 467 in spring so far, an 867 slugging percentage, and just a phenomenal glove. And the Giants have said they need to get younger. They need to get better with the glove. That's your guy right there, Casey Schmidt. Um, they just don't have room for him at the moment. Uh, but you can see now it's a very clear picture as to why they did not re-up Evan Longoria. They didn't even go mm-hmm. into that um, you know, thought process of saying, hey, maybe we'll bring him back. Maybe we'll get him through half a season. We'll trade him. We'll release him. We'll do or whatever we have to do. Um, but you can see why. Because, again, Casey Schmidt, David VR, J.D. Davis, and Wilmer Flores if you need him. But I, I would like to see Wilmer Flores, and I would like to see Jock Peterson – primarily stay at DH. Yeah. I don't want to see in the, in the field too much if we don't have to, because if we do, something has gone horribly wrong. Um, not only on the major league roster, but also in the minors in terms of development of players, something will have to go terribly wrong for that to happen. Um, so I could see a situation where you get two months into the season, VR is not doing it. Um, so what you end up doing is, bringing VR down, bringing Casey Schmidt up. Casey Schmidt has only played in, what, three, four games uh, in AAA, so he doesn't have the experience. But he got 500 at-bats in A-plus and AA last year. Um, So, you know, it's just a matter of getting him a little bit more reps in AAA. Uh, He came out of the gate in AAA last year when he did get his opportunity and hit over 300 to hit a home run. So, you know, he can play there. And you know his defense could play at any level because we've seen him in spring training so far with the glove. But I do see a situation where David VR, the first month of the season, is just not cutting it, and they have to bring him down, and then they bring Casey Schmidt up. Um, you still have a little bit of a log jam at third base because you got J.D. Davis, you got VR, you got, and then you could have Casey Schmidt. So is, it, is there a chance they move somebody like J.D. Davis? Probably not because at that point you've got Schmidt and Davis. Maybe you move VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that it's a good it's a good problem to have because when we look at the outfield in a little bit, it, it's kind of a not a good problem <laughs> to have in the outfield. But to have this problem at third base, where they didn't have it just two years ago, is, is a fantastic problem to have. I wonder if and and so I I was listening to to Ken Rosenthal the other day, and he got a call or they they got a call. And it was a voicemail, and the guy basically said, 
with everything we know about analytics today, why is there a spring training where a player can beat out another player in the smallest of small sample sizes of practice baseball? That was kind of the question. Yeah. And Ken Rosenthal was like, I get where you're coming from, but just know that more than likely these teams know exactly who they want to make that squad from before spring training even starts, which makes Farhan's comment about VR very interesting because he almost said, brother, this is your job to lose. And thus, you know, if you don't play well, you can lose it. Uh, I I think he's going to make the team. I think he's going to be the starting third baseman for April. And then you sort of look at what he's doing. If he's not hitting, is he playing defense? If he is hitting, what's the defense like? And then you watch Casey Schmidt and you go, okay, is this guy, is this guy ready? Cause if he's ready, ready, I don't think a David VR is going to be in his way. I think you're going to, like you said, maybe move him or maybe he gets reps at second and, you know, injuries could, could always change everything, but that is that is my thing. I think if he hits, they're gonna find a spot for him to yeah. play. Because you again, you also have the DH, and if you have both of those guys on the roster, then maybe it's a Wilmer who who's not there. Uh, even though we know Wilmer's gonna hit decently, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what their plan is with him. But yeah, like if VR continues to struggle. That you can't like just the confidence level going into the season can't be great if he's going to continue to struggle. So I, I hope I hope he turns it around because I think yeah, that, for that's sure. sort of the plan. But yeah, that's I mean it's an interesting idea and it's fun. You know we we love prospects until they don't play very well and then we go ah Joey Bart overrated yeah, exactly <laughs> and and the Giants aren't necessarily in a place where they have to rush prospects. Um. They were, you know, 81 and 81 last year after mm-hmm. a famous 107 win season. So, you know, if if the Giants win 90 games this year, it's an improvement. Um, if they do it with just a handful of prospects, a couple of prospects here and there, two, maybe three who come up during the season, then they turn their eye to 2024 with adding through free agency and then your prospects are even more ready because they had more time to season in AAA, uh, you're in a good situation. If the Giants have to rush prospects up, it, it's and not have to rush, but if they need to get them some playing time in the majors, it's usually because you're not doing so well. Uh, so I think the Giants are in that situation where, uh, you know, there doesn't have to be a rush at this point. Uh, but but it, it is a little bit al- alarming, and we'll look at it again next week. But VR going 0 for 11 so far with seven strikeouts, that's, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more th- at this point in spring. Um, a couple of knocks, um, some walks, anything to kind of get things going. Uh, so so it, it is a little concerning. Yes. All right, so let's talk about your analysis on the outfield and what they're going to do there this year. Yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion on this too. So looking at, looking at the giants outfield and their active roster of outfielders, I, I didn't put Steven Piscotty in there 
because I'm not really looking at guys who are on minor league deals mm-hmm. who are non-roster invitees to, to camp. I'm, I'm kind of staying away from that a little bit. Um, uh Oh, disco funny. Uh, Hit Mike Trout. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that I, is not good. <laughs> so so um, yeah. While while you're doing this, while while you're getting yes, set yes. up, I think I will turn on the game over on my side. Okay, cool. So uh, so I, I mainly looked at who's on the active roster. So these are our definites to make the team in the outfield. You've got Yaz. You've got Conforto. You've got Hanniger, you've got Slater, and you've got Jock. That's five, right? That's five outfield. There's not room for anybody else. But if Jock is mainly a DH, you can look at this roster and say, okay, the Giants can use a fifth outfielder. I'm not counting Lamont Wade Jr. because we've already heard that he's going to be playing first base. Um, can he play outfield? Yeah, he's going to play a little bit of outfield, but I'm I'm not thinking he's going to be a primary outfielder. So I'm looking at primary positions. So I'm looking at those Four, Yaz, Conforto, Hanniger, Slater. That's two lefties, two righties. Then you've got, okay, if we want to have a fifth outfielder, you've got uh, Luis Gonzalez, who's hurt. Not going to see him for a little while. Uh, You've got Elliot Ramos, a right-hander who's had a bad spring so far also, a bad last season in AAA. Um, And then you've got Luis Matos, who is young, has no experience above the double A level. Uh, I don't even think he has experience over the A level. Now that I think about it, um, I have to look into that one more time, but uh, so, so the Giants outfield situation looks like that. Uh, they're going to, so, so then you start looking at the Piscottis, Um and you start wondering, can we add Piscotti if we need to at that point? But I wanted to get your opinion on a situation like that where you've got Yaz, Conforto, Hanniger, Slater, if you need a fifth outfielder, at that point, do you give that shot to Ramos? Um, because right now they they basically can't afford to have anybody get hurt right. at this point of spring. If anybody gets and, – and the reason that's brought up is because Slater did have that MRI – on his shoulder. Right. Uh, the giants thought, Oh, maybe there's a situation here. It turns out no structural damage, just needs some rest. He's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so if, if, if somebody did get hurt, where do we turn at this point? Do you start looking at trades? Do you start looking at, uh, again, Steven Piscotti, is that a guy that you can add to the roster, but then you've got a 40 man situation where, and I think they have one spot open on the 40 man and they also have Luke Jackson who they can put on the 60 day, because he's going to need longer to get ready. Right. So that could free up even another 40-man spot at that point. Yeah, that's interesting, because the other part of this is that uh, Luis Gonzalez is hurt, um, mm-hmm. and that he would be a guy that they could turn to. Um, he, I mean, I, I guess Ramos having a shot, that has got to be based on, like, you know, they didn't like the way that he looked last year for sure. I, I can't imagine right. that he did either. It was a giant disappointment for for him. And uh, but but he's he's the guy who who they would probably turn to, right? Like who else is in that triple A uh you know th- that zone of players who they could turn to if it's not him. I, you know what, honestly, I don't know if there's anybody else who would at this point be ready. Um, 
if I'm looking at the 40 man, the other outfielders on the 40 man are, and again, you could get creative. You could say, well, Jock's going to have to play some outfield. Lamont Wade Jr. is going to have to play some outfield until Mm -hmm. they can figure out the situation. But when I'm looking at the 40 man at this point, all those names I read off to you, that that's the 40 man roster for the outfield. They really don't have anybody else. Uh, yeah. Tyro Estrada can play a little bit of outfield. I guess. Maybe you get maybe um, you can have VR uh, grab an outfield glove. <laughs> VR could probably play some outfield. I'm not sure. Um, didn't, didn't we see Wilmer out in the outfield once or twice last year? Oh, Wilmer's poor legs. Yeah, that's nothing we ever want to see again. So, that, so, th- so that's the situation with the outfield. It's a little troubling. It looks good on the surface because, again, Yaz, Conforto, Hanniger, Slater. I'm happy with that. That that that, that could be a very good outfield. Um, but but if anybody gets dinged up, and you've got three guys on here with a history of injuries, so if anybody gets dinged up, you're looking at Jock Peterson. You're looking at Lamont Wade Jr., who's mm-hmm. very serviceable as an outfielder. Lamont Lamont Wade Jr. We don't want to see Jock there though. So, so the outfielders who are not on the 40-man, who they invited to spring training, Vaughn Brown, Clint Coulter, Bryce Johnson, Stephen Piscotty. Uh, so those would be the guys, you know, who you'd have to find room if you if you decide to, to bring up. And speaking of late night, he just lasered a shot off the wall to Ooh, start nice. the game for the Giants, but he hit it so hard, he only got a single. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, we got a runner on first. There we go, and 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 Mitch, we're gonna Mitch come hitting, up with a hitting in the two hole. Yeah, there we go, and there's a laser to right field, off yeah, the wall. Yeah. Damn, nice. Look at that back to back shots off the wall. Hold up, Lamont Wade Jr. Hold up, got nobody out. Yeah, the, are the uh... Giants gonna beat Team USA? <laughs> inning <on>. first inning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of Coulter, he's been around. He's twenty eight years old. Yeah, and he's been in the minors for a very long time, and he's hitting one thirty three this spring, just two for fifteen with a triple and four strikeouts. Um, I, I mean, I would turn to, I'm, I'm sure the Giants would too, turn to Piscotty way before they even look at Coulter at this point. Um, but, you know, again, I don't, I, I don't want the Giants to get in a situation where it's like, you know, like it was last year where you get an injury to an outfielder, you get an injury to an infielder, and you're just looking at warm bodies. Uh, you know, I, I would love to see the Giants be in a situation where they can, count on somebody like Elio Ramos. And at this mm-hmm. point in, in his career, in his minor league career, the Giants should be able to count on Elio Ramos. Um, and I think he knows that too. So hopefully, hopefully things turn around a little bit for him this spring because they are not off to a great start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a cool little note here. John Shea tweeted this earlier tonight. I guess uh, – the Giants, some of their minor leaguers, since this is in Scottsdale, where, where the Giants play, uh, just in case they need to fill in for the Team USA guys, uh, Will Jensen, uh, Carter Aldretti, Ryan Walker, those guys are dressed up in Team USA uniforms just in case they need to. They need some subs. If, if Team USA needs some extra subs, you know they they got some stars on that team. 
You know, these guys oh, yeah. want to play nine innings. Eh, they're going to five and dive and, and be out of there. They'll, they'll be fine. So yeah. that that's kind of that's a little cool for those guys to be dressed up in that Team USA jersey. And and I wonder when Team Israel plays because Jock is in the lineup tonight. So Team Israel must be that pool must be in the United States if he's playing for the Giants tonight. And there's yeah, because he's ground hit, ball to the right he's side. He's hitting right now. Um, Israel, are you sure Israel plays tonight? No, I'm just saying in general because I know a lot of these teams are are, are in pools that are across the pond, um, and in other countries. So it, I, what I'm saying is, Team Israel must play their pool. I think they're in Florida actually. Now that yeah. I think about it, so, so Israel uh, doesn't play until the weekend, I believe. So yeah, so they must be in the United States because um, Miami versus Team Israel was today. Okay, so you're talking about the you're talking about the exhibition game. Got it. Yeah, I'm talking about that, and also uh, when they actually play. I don't think they play until game. Sunday. And their pool is here, right? They their son. They, they are play, Miami. Okay. Yeah, they play Sunday. Yeah. That was just my confusion because I know like Nicaragua, Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, Panama, South Korea, Japan, Czech Republic, Australia. They all play in. Tokyo and Taichung. So you know th- that's now I, I think they've done a much better job of sort of making sense of how the tournament works and where everyone's playing. Yeah. But I still feel like they need to do a better job. Like we should know where these teams are playing, who's in what thing. They should be publicizing yeah. this. The schedule should be easier to find. It shouldn't just be one website by Major League Baseball. <laughs> like. Somebody, you know, I may, maybe there's a, maybe there's this, maybe the social media is better and I just not following the right accounts, but mm, man, it's not better. <laughs> it is yeah. not better. Yeah. Here's uh, Wilmer. Ooh, swinging from a knee. <laughs> that's, that's a Wilmer. <laughs> that, that's a classic <laughs> Wilmer cut. That's Absolutely. how I know Wilmer's dialed in is when it goes down to a knee. <laughs> he is in, he is in regular season form, man. Uh, all right. I think, I think we can cut it a little bit early this week. We don't have to go the full hour. Um, Cut it early and and go watch some baseball. Go watch some baseball, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Giants can can add on to this 1-0 lead as we we watch in the bottom of the first inning. But, yeah, we'll be back, and uh, we'll we'll be talking more. You know, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about about Hot Take Brian. Now I forgot. Uh But... uh, but yeah, there was going to be some. It was something baseball related, anyways. Well, and 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 your other boy saw saw a former giant today. Yeah, he saw him at the airport, Matt Cain. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's and that cool. that led to my question, like, what? You're in town? How come you didn't tell me you're in town? <laughs> that was classic. When you said that, I died. I thought you your kid's in town. He didn't tell you no, what's going on here. Because no, you know why he didn't tell me. It's probably because he had no intention of like hanging out. Like he just he's going to be in and he's probably going to go see some friends and he's going to be Come on JJ. Out. And he said no intention. So that that's probably why. Uh all right, so we'll be back next week for Brad I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. 
offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.